Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 3, episode 72 of this daily study podcast. Thank you for joining us as we continue our study of the Doctrine and Covenants sections 23 to 26 on the week commencing March the 8th and then through to March the 14th. We are moving into section 24 today. There's a bit more background and context to this and actually this background and context is the same, really, as the coming three sections of the Doctrine and Covenants we have in 24, 25, and 26. Um, so we'll focus on the background and context of those today and begin, 20, and begin 24. Um, so, obviously, we know that there is great persecution uh, with the Church, um, pretty much from its commencement. Uh, in June 1830... Uh, we read this in Revelations in Context, quote, Joseph and Emma travelled to Colesville, New York, where she was baptised along with several other converts, including members of the Knight family, who had been supporting them financially during the translation of the Book of Mormon. However, on the early mornings of Sunday, June the 27th, um, opponents of the infant church destroyed a dam built for baptisms. Early the next morning, Joseph Smith's history recounts, we were on the alert, and before our enemies were aware, we had repaired the dam and proceeded to baptise. Oliver Cowdery baptised Emma and twelve others. Before the baptismal service ended, the mob began again to collect, and shortly after we had retired, they amounted to about fifty men. Joseph, Emma, and the other church members had gone into Joseph Knight Senior's home, but he was soon surrounded by men raging with anger and apparently wishful to commit violence upon us. Joseph Smith's history continues. Some asked us questions, others threatened us that we were thought it wisdom to leave and go to the house of Newell Knight. Nevertheless, the saints were followed and the harassment continued. Close quote. I just want to pause for a minute there and just consider just how scary that must have been. Um, you know, obviously, today we have things like social media and we have um, other avenues where people can, you know, kind of rail against and and mock and persecute the church in other ways. Um, and to be fair, I mean, I heard a discussion on one of the other podcasts I listened to. If you imagine the church being organised today and you have, you know, young Joseph speaking to the world and saying about how he's found, found a, gold, a gold set of plates and that he has, like, translated them and, and got a book of scripture and you have kind of the news outlets and the media and the instant message, like instant news across the world and all that kind of thing, I can't help but think that, you know, the, the restored church would really struggle uh, to be organised in today's world from the ground up. Obviously, you know, it's it's gaining strength over the past 180 odd years or whatever it is now. 190 years now, isn't it? Um, and and so it's had that time to, to grow and to strengthen its foundations and so on. But if it was to be organised today, I just don't think it would have happened. Um, I, I can't help but imagine that the, the mocking and the quick news that would have been sent and all that kind of stuff just would have like whiffed out the flame of the restoration straight away. And so the Lord obviously knows his um, timing. He knows that the restoration has to begin then at this time because the printing press, the technology to be able to publish all those books was you know available at this time. But it was also at a time where you know, the church could develop and strengthen in its place without the news of it traveling too far. Um, 
although it did certainly travel uh, to some degree. And of course, you know, whilst people weren't mocking it and and snipping out that that flay very quickly, mobs were ra- were raging and persecuting of about fifty men of uh, surrounding a house. I mean, that is quite scary stuff. And you think this is just the early stages of the church, um, and so obviously this was a difficult time uh, for these saints, particularly you know they, these are new converts. You imagine if we had a new convert in the church today and we heard that there was like a mob of even six men, never mind 50 men surrounding their home, we would really be worried about their strength and whether they'd be able to continue in the church. But uh, these saints continued. They planned, it says, quote, that, that the saints planned a meeting for that evening, during which Emma and the new, other newly baptised individuals would receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and be confirmed members of the church. However, as they gathered, a constable arrested Joseph Smith on charge of being a disorderly person, of setting the country in in an uproar by preaching the Book of Mormon. The constable explained that the mob hoped to ambush Joseph after his arrest. However, the constable was determined to save me from them, as he had found me to be a different sort of person from what I had been represented to him. They soon encountered the mob, but to the great disappointment of the vigilantes, the constable gave the horses the whip and drove me out of their reach. After arriving in South Bainbridge in Chenango County, the constable stayed with Joseph Smith that night in an upper room of a tavern. tavern. To protect Joseph, the constable slept during the night with his feet against the door and a loaded musket by his side. Close quote. We read later that he was tried twice and acquitted twice. Um, and pretty soon Joseph understands and begins to understand just the, the um, persecution that he's going to um, have. Uh, during his time in leading this church. Um, after these two uh, arrests and protection from the state, really, because of the constable tra- helping him escape from the mobs, um, he receives revelation uh, known as Doctrine Covenants 24. Um, and again, it's interesting how we have records of obviously the constable coming to arrest him because, of, I mean, if you incited a, a mob of 50 people, then you would probably get arrested to begin with just to see what's going on. But clearly, very soon, the um, the constable realised that Joseph was not the man that he had been explained to have been uh, by these by this mob. But in fact, he was a man who was trying to teach the word of Christ. Um, and whilst it had incited a mob, that's why he was arrested in the first place. Um, the constable clearly re- realised that actually Joseph needed protecting rather than arresting and putting in jail. Um, and so he did that. And eventually Joseph was able to return. But um, it is something we need to uh, to look at, really, is just the, the amount of persecution being received. And that is the backdrop in which we received uh, Doctrine and Covenants section 24. So we read in Doctrine and Covenants section 24, uh, verse 3. Magnify thine office, and after thou hast sowed thy fields and secured them, Go speedily unto the church, which is in Colesville, Fayette, and Manchester, and they shall support thee, and I will bless them both spiritually and temporally. I think we learn a few things here. We are learning about callings. We are learning about the office that Joseph and Oliver have been assigned to. And um, it's interesting that we can learn this as well, that we need to magnify our office and then do everything else in our power to support others um, in in spiritual needs. Joseph and, and Oliver had this call from God, uh, and they were they were invited to magnify the office and that calling. And I think, that obviously, we are talking about their calling within the church here, and we can talk about this with our calling in the church, but also um, it's just 
our calling in life. And we've spoken a lot about our callings in life recently. Um, the very beginnings of this uh, dis- discussion of the first sections of the Doctrine and Covenants talk a lot about, you know, what people are called to do, what their role is and, and things like that. And it's something that's clearly on their minds a lot. And it's something that perhaps we should have in our minds a bit more rather than going from day to day life. Think about what am I called to do? Not in an official church calling sense, although of course that is important, but what is my role in life? What is What am I here to do? What's the work that the Lord has for me to do? And again, as we've said before, going to our patriarchal blessings, going to our Heavenly Father in prayer and all these ways of pondering these things are good ways to find these things out. The other thing I want to point out in verse 3 is that he says go speedily to the church in Colesville, Fayette and Manchester. So clearly here there is a little group starting to gather in three different areas of members of the church. And in in reality these three different areas comprise of extended families. So in Manchester you have the Smiths, including uh, Joseph Senior and Lucy Mack and their children. Um, In Fayette you have the Whitmers, I believe. and because we know that David Whitmer travelled with Joseph from Fayette uh, to Colesville. Uh, and also in Colesville, we have the Knight family. And we know of this, of course, because they stayed in Joseph Knight Senior's, Joseph Senior, Joseph Knight Senior's uh, home. And the mob started to arrive and then they moved, planned to move to Neil Knight's uh, home. Um, but then they were stopped and Joseph was arrested. So we have these kind of Smith, Whitmer and Knight homes in these three, three different areas and other members of the church are being baptized around these areas as well and i just like this because it indicates the importance of families within the church you think about your ward and you think about you know the the groups of families that sit in their usual places on a sunday and the strength that the church draws from these in these families the gospel needs families and the gospel blesses families well the church needs families and the gospel blesses those families i should say more correctly uh, and I think that um, family is a really important thing and uh, can provide a great strength and support to the church as well as its individual members. Thank you very much for listening today. We'll continue with section 24 and finish that tomorrow. Um, hope you've enjoyed it. Please continue to follow the podcast on all the usual platforms. And until we meet again. <laughs>